0: It's one o'clock and time for the services from the Calvary Baptist Church of Gainesville. Now, Pastor Raymond Laddie. I want to speak on something today, uh, kind of a continuation of what I talked about during a little bit uh, during uh, Hartwell's uh, funeral. And it's how we're made up as human beings. We're made up of three parts, just like God is is triune, meaning three. You ride a tricycle or a, you know, whatever, but uh, being triune. God is. We have the God, God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And as human beings, we're also created in that example of we are we are body, which houses and carries our soul and our spirit. So we we are body, and body's kind of the vessel, the clay, you know, that 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 God created. It gets us from here to there. He uses the body as a conduit, if you will, to develop our soul and our our spirit, you know a child when they grow up they become Hopefully not as much these days unfortunately as it used to be they they're taught right from wrong. They begin to uh, Learn a sense of, of what's right and what's wrong what's acceptable and what's not and hopefully if they're Being raised like they ought to and and their parents are doing what they ought to do That that, that church is going to take the place there and start letting them know about good and evil God and Satan and how they fit into all that so Uh, That's so critical today, but we're made up of of body our bodies grow we become aware We become aware of of who we are the soul that is who our personality That is our personality what our personality is like do we laugh do we tell jokes do we like to do this We like to do that, and then we have our spirit, which is the uh, reality of of god our spirit side because within all that we are spirit our spirits will exist onward once our bodies uh fall away from our our soul and spirit and will exist in spirit either in heaven or in hell there's no holding area you know to see if we can get into heaven based on works it don't work that way there's no, there's no place where you know you know we're held that people can pray for us to get us to heaven I don't to work that way it's all based on what you did in life so we'll we'll be spirit and spirit is our awareness of god awareness of a power that is higher than we are and children come to that realization fairly quickly now some people say well i don't believe that i don't you know i don't believe in god well they've already become aware of god and they're making a decision about him right there so that seals them If they don't change that stance for eternity. So we're made up of body, soul, and spirit. And the power of God in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit invades all those three parts of our lives and and saves us. Saves our spirit, saves our soul. And although our body has to die a physical death due to sin, our body will once again be uh, resurrected at the time of, of the rapture. And that's something to look forward to. The dead in Christ shall rise first. They're number one on the list, and then quickly thereafter, the living who have believed in Jesus come uh, up as well. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about the spirit. We live in a day-to-day that it's you. It's going to be really critical today and even mo- moving forward that we're able to discern, that we're able to discern. In other words, we're able to see past what we see first with our bodies and, and what we Uh, you know, can experience through the senses or through, you know, listening, smelling, hearing, or whatever, but we go beyond that. Is there a spiritual happening going on beyond there, and and is it worth looking at? Well, it is. Everything, and and I used to, years ago, I would have thought that, you know, uh, maybe you're a little bit radical if you had that mindset. We, but today, in today's world, I don't believe that anymore. Everything that comes our way, we need to evaluate on several levels, you know, on a physical level, but most importantly on a spiritual level. I'm talking about anything that comes into our life. We need to be able to evaluate it based on God's Word and discernment that comes from the Holy Spirit. Because you can't always take things at face value, can you? You have to be able to evaluate. Christ was the master at that because He was the ultimate discerner and evaluator. He knows all things. He is the ultimate spirit Uh, He's God, uh, was God in the flesh. He could see things for what they were. You know, it's like when the woman came to the well, and she was a prostitute, and you know, she was about as sexually immoral as you could get, and he would question her. He already knew everything about her, how many men she'd been with. He knew if she was lying to him. He knew all those things, and he knows that about us today. So we need to be able to discern, we're not going to get on Christ's level because that's not what we're meant to be. But we need to be able to discern. One of the biggest movies, the biggest movie of the summer, I'm going to use that as an example today and then we'll take it from there. If you look at that, that, that film right there is already pushing over a billion dollars that people have gone and spent their money on. Okay, now I know there's nothing wrong with entertainment, with the spiritual discernment. Understand what I'm saying here. Does anything about that trouble you or kind of seem odd? anything? Yeah, smashing little babies against each other. What's that? Exactly, exactly, there you go. I don't even know why I preach this stuff, you already know it. (laughs) But from a cultural standpoint, that little one minute and 15 minute blurb lets you know all you need to know about what's going on with Barbie. Now is there anything necessarily wrong with a baby doll such as Barbie? No. I mean, I grew up with with figurines and stuff. I mean, But it's interesting, and you see it all right there. You know, it's a desolate wasteland. Now look at what it's telling us. It's a desolate wasteland, and there's just these little, poor, primitive little girls playing with their baby dolls. How sad. I think that's one of the greatest things ever, to see a little girl playing with a baby doll because she's learning how to be a mother. She's watching her mother or grandmother or aunt or whoever it may be. Katie, when she was growing up, Discovered baby dolls at a very young age. And they all, she had I don't know how many, she'd play with one different every day, you know, and it would have its little bottle and a little a little pouch, you know, with all its food and their plastic and everything. And uh, hey, uh, Katie, what's the name of your baby? That's Peach. So the next day she'd have another baby. Katie, what's the name of that little baby doll? That's Peach. So she had 17 or 18, or I don't even know how many, and they were all named Peach. When you see a young baby, or a young child, a young girl playing with a baby doll, she's learning how to be a mother. She's learning. She may not know it. She just may like the baby because whatever. But she's, she's beginning to exercise what God created her to do. That movie right there, and people say, come on, preacher, it's a silly movie. You know, it's a silly movie. Well, things aren't like that anymore. I might have said that 10 years ago myself when I was younger and more naive. But you got to understand how deep evil is now, how it's invading things such as a little bitty plastic doll. Barbie originated in Germany uh, after World War II. It's called uh, a doll called, uh, I can't remember the name, some German name. And then it got over to, of course, California, where many leftist anti-God uh, ideologies began, and it became known as Barbie. Now, I know a lot of you older women had Barbies, barbies and played with Barbies. It's nothing wrong with that, it's what's behind it now for children who have not been taught right from wrong, have not, been, have not grown up in traditional homes, which is the vast majority of them now. They have not been to Sunday school or Awana, which is the vast majority of them now. What this is telling them is there's a different way. It's interesting that they're just playing with their baby dolls and they're feeding the baby dolls and it's so miserable and it's so sad and everything's bleak and Boom, raising up on a monolith is a goddess, is a, essentially a goddess. And all of a sudden things start changing, there's a better way, there's light, there's a better way, and they go up to this goddess, so to speak, Barbie, who is all about fashion and materialism. And Ken's always in the background. You know, Ken's kind of the, the, as men are portrayed these days, or is kind of the dumb doofus that just follows her around because he's of the patriarchy. He is of, the, he is of manhood, and that's inherently wrong of itself. So they, they see the baby or the Barbie, and they touch her. They're in awe of her. See that worship element there? They're in awe of her. And they look at her, and she gives them... The ever-loving lo- ever no- ever go-ahead, and they begin to destroy their babies. That's what's happened in American society since 1972. And they're basically what they're trying to tell. This Greta Gerwig and all these other leftist Marxist feminists in Hollywood are trying to tell young girls all <laughs> over the world that the old way is the awful way. In other, way, in other words, if you go a little bit deeper, God's way is the way to flee from. They're playing with baby dolls and learning how to be a mother and learning how to be a wife of a man. Imagine that is somehow wrong and somehow archaic and somehow primitive and unenlightened. And through a little doll like Barbie, they're teaching girls this, that men are, are, are to be run away from, that there are better relationships found women on women woman on woman, man on man, because they're sub, subspecies anyway. Uh, a child with a child, that's what's being taught there. That's the mystery, if you will, or the reality behind one minute and fifteen seconds of a movie. And then, once they're turned on to Barbie and her way, then it's all fun and games and dancing. It's all sensuality and it's all... Uh, sexuality and do whatever feels right and all those things. Well, there's a goddess that we've talked about behind all this. The ancient goddess from Mesopotamia or Babylon called Ishtar. You know, we talked about the uh, return of the gods. We talked about how when Christ and God has run out of everything, that demons and uh, uh, gods, uh, demonic spirits will enter sevenfold. That's what you're seeing here. They've uh, entered a seemingly innocuous little baby doll, a Barbie doll, and are teaching something to young girls that they're, and, and young boys too, let's not be, uh, let's not be uh, mistaken there because there's an awful lot of young men <laughs> went and saw Barbie. Uh, by the way, it's okay to be a man. By the way, it's okay to be masculine. It's okay to smell a little bit funny sometimes. It's okay society says we're not but if we're a man as god would have us to be we're right where we ought to be listen to me today we need to tell our young men that you know they don't have daddies at home they don't have uh, you know they don't have uh, role models that's why what we do here through awana and through sunday school and us being here on sunday is so important that they have role models that aren't effeminate that they have role models that aren't sold into this wokeness that aren't, uh, you know, emasculated, if you will, what, uh, that we see today. But Ishtar was an ancient Mesopotamian goddess. She was the goddess of fertility. She exists today, you might say, in the name of Barbie here. So, uh, she was an ancient uh, Mesopotamian goddess, going back to the time of the ziggurat and the Tower of Babel, and she was worshipped. She was worshipped. Babylon is, and we'll read this in a minute in God's Word, Babylon is a symbol of the world order, of a fallen world where everything goes as long as it's uh, anti-God. So in Ishtar, they had, uh, with Ishtar in Babylon, they had gates set up to her, they had figurines. The little girls in Babylon 3,000 years ago carried around little clay dolls that were their Ishtars. You see, demons and Satan have not quit operating. They've turned, up, they've turned it up quite a bit here lately. They carried those dolls around, and they were very well proportioned. It screamed to young girls, and I guess young boys too, that this is what really matters. That the, that the, the mother, uh, the beautiful mother with a baby, raising her up or raising him up and being a mother in a family unit is somehow evil and wrong and, and uh, you know, constraining. That's how the demons work. They turn, turn you away from God and it has been done massively this summer in the theaters of the United States of America as well as around the world. That's how we have to look at everything now. We have to look at that and then look at our kids and we have to be able to say no means no. And this is why. Let them see the horrible side of sin a little bit and the horrible side of uh, of the devil's way of doing things to an extent. But no means no. No means no because we love you. This is what God says. So I want you to turn with me today to Revelation chapter 18. But yeah, the Ishtars, that goddess back in the time of the Mesopotamians was their go-to God, and you know, they got as a society to a point where they said, as we learned about in the devotion this morning, that we'll build a stairway to heaven, so to speak, or we'll build a, a uh, monolith, and we can get above anything that God would do to us. Our nation today, and the people in it, most for the most part, outside of the Christians, believe they're above anything that God can do to them. Boy, are they wrong. And if they don't get right, they're soon going to figure out how terribly mistaken that they were so we're going to read here in just a moment in the end times how Babylon was referred to and then this is going to be the, the gist of my message today we have to look at this kind of stuff and you know a lot of people just don't care anymore A lot of a lot of people just could care less well it's a movie you know you watch stuff you got stuff whatever uh... but we've got to start drawing some lines in the sand we've got to start seeing things for what satan's really tried to do we've got to understand The reason this is so urgent now is because of the return of the gods. Because of the return of these lowercase g gods, they're infiltrating all the things that were sacred and holy, but then God got ran out. So now that's why we're experiencing the chaos and the problems that we are experiencing. We've got to stand up and say, Lord, help me here. I don't understand it all. I can't understand it all or see it all. Give me discernment. If your child comes in and there's a controversy, they want to do something and you know it's wrong, Lord, give me discernment. And remember, you are the parent. They're your children that God has entrusted you in. And you tell them how to jump and which direction is the way it's supposed to work with love. With love. That, that's how it's supposed to work. And the father is to be the head of that. And it's not that he's, you know, got his thumb on everybody. That's not the way of a Christian father. He's loving. He serves his wife and his children. He loves them, but yet he's firm. That them kids ought to know that when they come home, if they're doing something they ought not to be doing, that he's gonna be there to correct and love. But we have to have a patience and a discernment, especially today, because it don't end with just this film. It's everywhere we look. It's in uh, schools. It's in uh, every institution you could think of. It's in our churches now as well if we're not careful so i want to encourage you i want to encourage you and you know according to the movie you know it goes on and it's just a bunch of it's just a bunch of of dumbness is what it is but in that satan operates and leads precious souls precious babies astray and leads them to a point where they've not been taught right anywhere else for the most part that this is what counts this is who where you can be really who you are. I'm going to tell you something, there's nothing more beautiful. I saw, I see Katie now with a real baby doll when she's holding little Lily. There ain't nothing no more beautiful than that. First time I saw Katie hold her, Katie was just, she'd look at the baby, and she'd look at me and she had a smile that went all the way around the back of her head. And she'd look at the baby and she'd look at me. That's a beautiful thing. And all I hear about is Lily and Lily did this and, and to see Ashley as a mother. And Chad is a father. That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it right there. And I know people make mistakes. Please don't get me wrong. We love all people. I know people make mistakes. But that's the way you do it. That's the way you do it. I'm thankful for them. thankful for my new neighbor. Uh, I've got a new favorite customer now Kroger. And, uh, you know, all of y'all, I love you too. But Lily come in the other day with Ashley. So that's my new favorite customer. All right. But, uh, you see, that's what Satan, in this day and time, is fighting against, and is trying to, uh, you know, lead young women and men down the wrong road. I'll give you a case in point, point. I don't want you to uh, understand what I'm saying here. I saw somebody that I hadn't seen that used to work at our store, and he had met a young, this guy, this met a young lady there, well, the young lady come in, No, it was her mother that came in, and I asked how they were, and she said, good. And I said, well, are there any, and I won't use their names, but I said, are there any little mini his name or her names running around now? And she looked at me, and she said, no, they're not going to have kids. They're going to do dogs. They're going to do dogs. That's tragic. <laughs> That's tragic. I don't care what anybody says. That's sad. She said their kids are just a little bit too much trouble dogs, aren't That is a place. And I don't think they know any better. That that just shocked me, you know. Nothing wrong with dogs, but that's where we're at spiritually. And stuff like that is fueling the fire and fueling the flames. Uh, and we have to be discerning. We have to be discerning. And I had another young lady I talked to, she's a millennial. I said, uh, when you gonna, she's got her a man. I said, when y'all gonna get married? She goes, well, I don't know. Okay. I said, uh, I'd like to see some of your little children running around here. And she says, well, I don't really have to get up in the middle of the night with dogs. I said, okay. Anyway, uh, pray for them, but that just boggles my mind because of the treasure that is in those little babies and in those little children. And this movie's saying, throw them away, smash them. When I saw those little babies being smashed together, that's exactly what abortion is. They burn them with acid, they inject them. They uh, dismember them when they're coming out of the womb. Uh, so much for an enlightened society, amen? So much for the greatest nation in the world. But that's what that movie's saying to do. Get away from the old ways. Throw the carriage away. Throw the man away that it takes to make a baby to put in that carriage because he's an idiot. And do your own thing. Be a radical woman. Be a, be a radical extremist. Feminists—that's what that movie's saying. Uh, and if you don't like what I'm saying up here today, lump it because that's just the way it is. Amen. We gotta—we gotta be discerning, and we gotta start drawing lines in the sand, and we gotta see this garbage for what it is—a big pile of stinking crap—is what it is. And I'm gonna stop right there. And we gotta encourage these young people like Cody and Morgan, and uh, Andrew and Kaylee. Kaylee's sick today. Y'all pray for her and. And uh, Ashley and Chad, who's bringing up just a precious little work of God in that little baby who are bringing her up, and Katie and and, uh, Abby and all our young men. I'm going to tell you, our young men need us today. Our young men need us today to stand up and say, it's okay to get on the football field and try to break each other's neck. It's okay to go out and to harvest God's creatures. It's okay to be a man and to stand up for your family, and to, if need be, to get some righteous anger going every once in a while, saying, Thus saith the Lord. Amen. amen. You better say amen. <laughs> I want to finish with this scripture today, because that just infuriates me. These little babies ain't got a chance, and they're treated as awful in the world today. Here's what Jesus said to John the Revelator about Babylon and how to approach her. Because we live in modern-day Babylon. Babylon, the world system. Some people say the Babylon it spoke of here is Rome. I agree with all those that Babylon is, 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 uh, you know, oppressed by Satan and all these things. I agree with that. Uh, Revelation chapter 18 verse 1. And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen. Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. That's kind of where we're at today. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies and I heard another voice from heaven saying and there's the key to this whole sermon today and I guess this refers to Barbie but yet the ways of Satan and the society and the culture that we live in today if you don't remember anything else of this sermon today I want you to remember these words and what the angel said after Babylon was falling and had fallen, come out of her, come out of her. And that's exactly what we've got to do today. We've got to come out of Babylon. People today are coming out as gay, transgender, LGBTQ, QIA, ABC, SUV, whatever. There's something added to it every day, such as the chaos of such things. They're coming out. Well, we've got to come out as God's people. Well, we've got to come out if we've been hiding, and this is hard to do. If we've been hiding and cowering, we've got to come out and say, Thus saith the Lord, I am who I am because of Jesus. I'm a sinner, but he has saved me, and I know the right way. He has taken my body and used it as a vessel to point me and him creating me Gave me a soul, gave me a personality, but he's used my spirit to point me to him and I can be aware of God and aware of his enemy, his nemesis, Satan. I can be aware of the devices of the devil. I can be aware of that roaring lion that creeps around seeking to destroy and to rip asunder. I can be aware, and that's a beautiful part about our spirit. We need to come out of her and say, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that there's a right way. I love people, but I love God first, and then I can love people, and I can live the right way. I can get forgiveness for my sin, and I can live the right way. He says, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins. What is Barbie a picture of here? Unprotected sex, fornication, of being a goddess of being everything that God intended her not to be of putting the inferior species or, or uh, sex of man in the back corner because he's not being the man of God that he ought to be he's saying come out of her do not partake in her delicacies or her dainties do not enjoy these things be set apart be in the world but not of the world be set apart for the work that God has for you to do here today. Listen, I know we've had tragedy and we've had a lot of problems. And I'm ready for all that to stop. But, but what I do know is, is that we've got work to do even today. If we can't stand up and be set apart and come out of her today as a church and as believers in Jesus Christ, then when are we going to do it? What other signs are we going to need as Gideon dealt with and struggled with? What other signs are... are Uh, green lights are we going to have to have? You know, being a Christian isn't about flourishing with financial gain and all these other things. Being a Christian is about going to your cross with Jesus. Being a Christian is about dying. Dying to the things of the world, but whatever that means, for us as Christians to see that through. Dying to self. Dying to the great Babylon and living for Jesus. And I don't have all the answers, and I know there's things in my life that I struggle with too, but I'm asking the Lord to give me more discernment. Give me courage to speak to people and speak out with people. And whatever the consequences of that are, there'll be good consequences, but whatever Satan comes in there and wants to do, then I'm ready to go all the way for Jesus he said come out of her don't partake of her sins for her sins have reached unto heaven and God hath remembered her iniquities reward her even as she rewarded you and double unto her double according to her works in the cup which she has filled fill to her double God's wrath and judgment is full it's a full measure. And I began as I read that and prayed over it to think about a Jezebel spirit versus a Ruth spirit. Ruth saying, Your God is my God. I follow your God. And Jezebel saying, Going after one of the fallen gods, one of the, the demon gods, and seeking the head in the life of God's men, the prophets. But yet, both, but yet Ruth submitted to God. I see women today walking around with both spirits the Jezebel or the Barbie spirit, but also the Ruth spirit that are so gentle, the best mothers, loving to all those they come in contact in. They break their backs working for their husbands and their families. Hopefully the husband does his part of that too, in that relationship to honor and cherish her and to pray for her and to lift her up and to serve her. But there's two spirits at work. And I think the Jezebel spirit and the Ruth spirit are good examples for us too. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Reward her, even as she rewarded you. Verse 7. See if this makes you think of Barbie or any of the things we saw today. How much she hath glorified herself. How much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, and here's the key. She saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and I am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, mourning, and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. 97.5 glory fm your family radio station in north georgia welcome to the